following program contains important but graphic material. These topics are designed to foster discussion, but may be objectionable to some. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This program is a training program on human trafficking, sextortion, social media exploitation, and child pornography based on actual cases. Our mission is to eradicate human exploitation and bring predators to justice. Now, here is the host of the program, Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We are going to talk about the terrifying power of fantasy relationships online. The reason I wanted to do that today, and we're going to jump right in because we have a lot to cover, uh, but I saw an article this week. I do massive amounts of research. Those of you that follow this show know that I've been doing this for 12 years now. I've literally looked at tens of thousands of articles on sextortion and social media exploitation, child pornography, sex trafficking, and like that, and uh, it is progressing. Uh, I'm very concerned where we're at because of the COVID lockdown, and we'll get into that. But I, I thought about the title, Terrifying Power of Fantasy Relationships, because I read an article this week from Fresno. What happened is uh, they did a reverse sting up there. Uh, basically, I work with law enforcement. We do law, I'm not a law enforcement officer. I'm a civilian, but uh, our task force does a lot of undercover stings. And basically, in this case, they were setting it up. Uh, they went online, and they posed as if they were 12- and 13-year-old children. Now, it appears to me they were pretending to be both boys and girls, uh, which is good in that kind of thing. A lot more males are seduced online, and especially by seduced into giving a naked photo or whatever by pedophiles than you would like to believe. When you get into pedophilia, it's quite a bit different than, for instance, pimping. And uh, pedophiles live and breathe in fantasy. Uh, that's what it's all about, uh, having having that um, illicit kind of goal of, of wanting to do something they know is not acceptable by society and will, in fact, whether they admit it or not, will harm a child. And uh, many of them cannot admit that they are harming a child. Uh, some of them are sick enough that they believe that the child is seducing them. Uh, I've seen uh, pedophiles be interviewed um, way more than I probably want to. In one case, this man was uh, convinced that this four-year-old child had seduced him and asked him to do that. So there's a, a mental imbalance, let's be kind and put it that way. So what happened is it, up in Fresno, Homeland Security and the Fresno Police Department, a bunch of other uh, agencies there, pretended to be 12 and 13-year-old kids and literally in just a short period of time, I'm not really sure the length of time, but it was a matter of a couple of weeks. Uh, what happened is that more than, well, 34 men showed up thinking they were going to have sex with a 12 or 13-year-old. Now, these guys were from 19 to 63 years old. One of them was a repeat offender. Uh, when they showed up thinking they're going to meet this child, uh, they were met by detectives. 
The thing that really got my attention is this line in the report. It says the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children says online enticement reports have increased more than 93% this year compared to the same time last year. Now, that really got my attention because, quite frankly, I could have uh, written that myself. Uh, basically what they're saying, they're blaming this on, they're saying they're preying on the boredom of the kids who say, I'm bored, I can't join my baseball team, I have to stay home, the only thing I can do is be online. This number is way up because what is happening is we are in COVID isolation and we are going into a fall semester where kids will not be in school much at least. And then very young kids will be online. Uh, I know of a school that's putting their first graders online. So uh, I, I know technology. I'm not against technology at all. I am for preparing this generation of young people so they understand the world that we're putting them in. It's the craziest time in all of history in that we put our kids on technology and we don't define the boundaries. We don't define the parameters. We don't define how to evaluate whether or not they're in a exploitive relationship or an empowering relationship. These kids are not going to walk away from a computer once their class is over and say, well, I'm not going to use it again until tomorrow when I go back on class. No, they are will be as addicted to technology as you and I are. If you do not believe you're addicted, just try to have your whole family take a night where you leave the phones in the car and you spend the night together without anyone having technology. I guarantee you it will be the longest night of your life, <laughs> okay? <laughs> But what happens here is what I want you to see is the power of fantasy once you go online. You see, we're putting our kids on there for a noble purpose, to educate them. Technology is a powerful tool for educating your child. But it is also a powerful tool for introducing your child to people that you have never met. And it is virtually impossible to control the fact that somebody else may be able to reach out and reach your child. At this point, uh, in fact, I've written a book. Many of you already know there's going to be a movie made about this book uh, called Societal Shift, A World Without Borders, A Home Without Walls. This generation is the generation that will break all previous barriers as far as the thousands and millions of people that our children will reach. And it's important to understand the psychological uh, dynamics involved in those interactions. I want to just kind of have you think about the progression of technology so that you can understand as we move into the psychological elements of this fantasy relationship, how, why it matters. We all started off with MySpace and Facebook, and we had a controlled group of people that we talked to. We could friend, we could unfriend, we could block, and most of us only had 30 or 45 followers at the time. 
And so you could go on there with your child and say who you're talking to, what are you saying, and like that. You could put filters on. You could put trackers on. You could put, you could put mirror imaging on and like that, and it made sense to you. But apps progressed. They went into categories such as Instagram where you have hashtags. And so anybody, can, as long as you want to talk about that subject, you can put in that hashtag. And that opened up your child to being able to interact to other people. Same kind of thing under Snapchat. Then we moved into instant messaging such as Kick. Kick was the first big instant messaging app. And in there, you could talk to strangers. Uh, I did a survey of uh, high school. 80% of those kids, you're supposed to be 18 at the time. No, excuse me. I think you're supposed to be 16 on that one. Uh, And, you know, none of the kids were of age. But what happened is that they could receive texts or receive messages from strangers. 80% of the kids in that high school were on it. 80% had received a message from a stranger, 50% had replied to the stranger, and three of them went out and met up with a stranger. So this is what got my attention. Now, this has been three years ago, at least, because it said to me, wait a minute, what are we doing to prepare our kids who are getting messages from strangers? You know, what do they know about the stranger? Because kids have vivid imaginations. And so what would happen is they would get this this kick message and they'd go, oh, baby, this guy really likes me and he's cute and he's this and he's that. And they would reply to a total stranger. We as adults did nothing to give them any kind of evaluation on how you can tell if you're talking to a pedophile. Or even if they know what a pedophile is, the next thing that's happening is we are putting our kids on there younger and younger. And, you know, I, I often kid parents, you know, have it, they say, how old for my child uh, to give them a, uh, a cell phone? And I said, well, have you had the sex talk with them? Well, no, they're a little young for that. If they're too young for the sex talk, they're too young for a cell phone. Because just in the instances of kick, what happens is somebody contacts them and says they're great or they're cute or they're talented or something. And we all want to be liked and we all want to be loved. And seven and eight and nine-year-old kids have not gone through adult thinking enough to understand that some of those people are treating that like candy with a stranger where they are just trying to blow in our kids' ear. They do not have enough cognitive reasoning. Most of them don't even understand pedophilia. And that is because we don't want to introduce nasty sex to our kids before they learn about good sex that is proper and appropriate and and with respect and responsibility. And so, and and I'm not suggesting that we do that, but... I am beginning to think that's going to be necessary because you're going to allow them to experience an interaction with a pedophile without being properly equipped to understand what a pedophile is. So we've gone from that, from kick to talking with strangers to things like TikTok, Byte, Fortnite is a a mass audience live streaming game where you're literally going out to the whole world. And the whole world can then text back to you or they can live stream in the case of Discord back with you. 
And so before you put your child on there, they need to understand what pedophiles are and that there's good sex and there's harmful sex and that there are people out there wanting to meet them that will do harmful sex. And the reason I tell you that is because the minute your child goes on the line, online, they are going to enter the world of fantasy. Once you enter into a world online, a lot of the world becomes fantasy. It becomes enticement. It becomes dares. It becomes uh, threats. It becomes fear. Fantasy can be powerfully good or powerfully harmful. And it will take you into places that can be excellent or it can take you in places that will destroy your life. And we are putting our children on there without defining the difference for them. My name is Opal Singleton, and this is Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We are up against that break, so stay with me. We're going to be right back. We're going to get right in deep part of the psychological elements of fantasy. Stay with us. Be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. This is Opal Singleton, host of Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Did you know that every day in America, more than 9,000 kids are sextorted? That means blackmail with an illicit or naked photo. This does not have to happen. Million Kids has been educating in schools for over eight years now. And it is my dream to make a documentary that we can give to free to every school in America across the nation to educate our kids about how the Internet works and where a naked photo goes when you hit send. But we need matching funding on this. So if you have it in your heart today to support us in this documentary, please go to GoFundMe Million Kids. That is GoFundMe Million Kids and donate today. We can make this world a safer place for your kids and our kids. GoFundMe Million Kids. Thank you for your support. Hello, this is Opal Singleton, host of Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Hey, let me tell you about my new book, Societal Shift, A World Without Borders, A Home Without Walls. We are living at the most important time in all of history. In 2020, the entire world will be connected by Internet. That means our kids can access the entire world, but the entire world can access our kids, including pedophiles, predators, cartels, and organized crime. New technologies like encrypted messaging, vaporware, cryptocurrency, and the dark net means pedophiles all over the world can access, groom, and exploit our kids. Right now, over 9,000 kids a day are being blackmailed because they sent a naked photo. This book is for parents and educators and anyone who cares about kids. Go to www.millionkids.org and order Societal Shift today. It may be the most important thing you ever did to keep your child safe from predators seduced the grooming of america's teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in america three out of four victims are u.s citizens most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the internet sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo sometimes it's catastrophic 
Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We were talking about some technology and I'm going to get deep here in this in the psychological aspects of it, but I want to finish with the technology. Not only now with games like Fortnite and um, uh, apps like your TikTok and Byte and Like and all of those, uh, this is the way of the future. Our kids will have 20,000 followers in the future. They will be interacting with the entire world. This is why this conversation is so important. Uh, on top of it, they're living in a world of that is not real. If you start to analyze many of these games, uh, and, and if you don't have a lot of exposure to games, one of the things I just learned myself, I've learned to twitch for what it's worth. I twitched this last week. Anyway, uh, but sign up for Twitch, Mom and Dad, and and look at some of those games. Twitch is, is a, a Twitch is a um, video exchange based on gaming, but it will give you a chance to understand the world of gaming and the many aspects of it. If you think about uh, games, they're almost all based on animation, and so when you talk to young people about the internet. They will tell you that sex on the internet is not sex. In fact, they'll look at you like you're some sort of zombie, okay, if you suggest that 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 they are living in a world of fantasy. But it is no accident that these are done with animation. Animation makes it feel like it's not real. I've had many, many, many kids tell me killing on the internet is not killing, And sex is not sex and like that. And I get it. I really do. It is true. Those are games. Those are uh, stories. Those are altered realities. Except many of our kids are living in more altered reality than they are living in reality. And it will affect, it, it becomes addictive, quite frankly. Who wants to live in reality where you have responsibility and accountability when you can live in a world where you don't? Uh, one of the things that is interesting to me is that almost all these games contain some sexual element. 
And in many cases, it's uh, not healthy sex. I mean, it's sex as a weapon. It's sex as a score. It's uh, sex as winning. It is sex outside of a context of a relationship uh, where it is part of a game. The problem with that is that our kids still have real life emotions where they evaluate relationships. And they go online to get a relationship, but they're using this kind of fantasy kind of evaluation to live in that world. So with that, I want to kind of take with you a little bit about the idea of fantasy in online gaming. I say that because uh, one of the big big movements with the Pornhub group, Pornhub is the largest porn site in the world, they had last year, year before last, actually, I haven't seen this year, they had 69 million downloads under animated video game character pornography. So 69 million downloads, mostly it was Bowsette and Overwatch, and I can't remember the other one that it was on there. And uh, you get into it like a game called Game of War, where you have lots and lots of very real-looking people um, having sex, engaged in sex, and and that kind of thing, and you have a score attached to it. So what I want you to look at is fantasy is used in many ways. In some ways, it's used as grooming, but it's also used as a way to control, manipulate, and humiliate our children. And we have to understand the difference. So let's start out with fantasy as an enticement. It'll start out uh, with the idea, and fantasy is a world where you can't calibrate reality. Uh, Fantasy is future thinking. In other words, for grooming, what they'll often do, a, a pedophile or a pimp will often do is come on and begin to share a fantasy with your child about the future. Uh, even coming back and, and having your child calibrate that today is not acceptable, but tomorrow is going to be acceptable. It's going to be wonderful beyond your dreams. And, uh, you know, this kind of looks like, you know, I'm sad, I'm, you know, I'm sorry your dad wasn't there for you last night. He doesn't know what he's missing. Uh, I get that your mom's boyfriend is a, a creep, you know. I'm going to be here for you. I will take care of you. Uh, if there's a a uh, anger expressed, if they're showing that mom's mad at me or dad's mad at me or they like my brother better or my sister better or anything that's showing an anger, then what will happen is that the pedophile will come in and they will turn that anger inside out and turn it into a positive fantasy, creating for them a world where they're accepted. And we all want to be accepted. Sometimes fantasy is used by pedophiles as a dare. You know, uh, try, give me, pick a number, any number. And uh, that that was a, a popular one with some of those video games in the past where they would suck you in to, to start to talk to someone that you normally would never talk to. And you, in there is a fantasy that you're superior, that you're going to win, that you're strong enough to take the dare because that you are superior. Uh, sometimes a fantasy is that they will say that he's an, he's a bit older. Is that okay? 
And he will come back with, you know, you're more mature than most girls. You're more sophisticated. You're not like the other girls I talk to that are like stupid kids. You're, you're more adult. And the fantasy is created of being more sophisticated, of seeing themselves in a world that they may not see themselves on. Uh, sometimes it's a fear of rejection, and the counter of that is the fantasy that they will be accepted, that they're smarter than other kids, that the that they're fun and that they're cute, or playing on their lack of confidence and creating a fantasy to get the child to understand and believe that they are much more uh, sophisticated than they are. Sometimes the fantasy is negative. In other words, they will use it like the fear of the unknown. What are you afraid of? Why won't you send me the photo? I'm trustworthy. You can trust me. I can keep a secret. Can you keep a secret? And, And sometimes the fantasy is based on the fear of abandonment. A, a fear that their parents aren't going to approve of them or uh, they're going to be rejected by their schoolmates uh, for something. This often happens and they will use the fantasy of what's going to happen once a naked photo has been sent. They will come out with this fantasy of just imagine this is going to be on your school uh, billboard or what do you call those uh, cry runs things. Uh, or that it's going to go out on Facebook, or it's going to go out on uh, Snapchat to absolutely everybody. Sometimes it's just the suggestion of rejection that allows the kid to drum up in their mind that just goes wild with them about, oh my gosh, if, if this happens, I'll never be allowed in school. I know kids who had to transfer. Uh, and they stop going to school. They can't sleep. They start to cut their their uh, wrists. They start to run away. They, they can't go to school. They run back. Uh, sometimes they will use fantasy by giving them the fear of being damaged goods. You're absolutely ruined. Now that I have this photo, you have to meet up with me because I will destroy you. And this is what it's going to look like. And the kid starts to drum up all these images that are very unrealistic, but it will be used to control their behavior. And that is what the power of fantasy is. It can be very powerful and be creative. It can help us dream dreams and be people that we probably uh, never would have believed that we could be. But it can also be used in a way that is crippling that is uh, terrifying for a child. It will change their behavior. It will change their self-image and it will change their view of sex. If you start out your sex life at 11, 12, 13 years old with a fantasy of being degraded or damaged goods, it will change who you are for the rest of your life. And the danger is we are putting our kids online 
before they even know what healthy sex is and healthy fantasy is. And this is going to be a challenge for us because those kids will be easy to be manipulated and they will be easy to be exploited. My name is Opal Singleton. This show is called Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. All of these shows are archived at exploitedcrimes.com. Go to exploitedcrimes.com. Go to listen. Go all the way to the bottom and you can begin to get the latest shows. You can share them. You can do whatever you want. If you want to support this work, please go to meandkids.org. Hit that donate button. We need your support. We're up against that break. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Hello, this is Opal Singleton, host of Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Hey, let me tell you about my new book, Societal Shift, A World Without Borders, A Home Without Walls. We are living at the most important time in all of history. In 2020, the entire world will be connected by Internet. That means our kids can access the entire world, but the entire world can access our kids, including pedophiles, predators, cartels, and organized crime. New technologies like like encrypted messaging, vaporware, cryptocurrency, and the dark net means pedophiles all over the world can access, groom, and exploit our kids. Right now, over 9,000 kids a day are being blackmailed because they sent a naked photo. This book is for parents and educators and anyone who cares about kids. Go to www.millionkids.org and order Societal Shift today. It may be the most important thing you ever did to keep your child safe from predators. Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers, will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. 
Thank you for listening. We so much appreciate you. This is Opal Singleton, and this show is Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We are talking about the terrifying power of fantasy in online relationships. This is really important to me because we are busier than ever. That's why I read that uh, article to you as we started this uh, with the cases up 93% this year of online sexual exploitation. Boy, I tell you what, I could have written that article myself. Uh, We are a fairly small nonprofit out of Southern California. We're about 60 miles east of uh, Los Angeles, about 90 miles north of San Diego. We've been doing this business now 12 years. Uh, I serve as the training and outreach coordinator for the Riverside County Uh, Human Trafficking Task Force. I work with the sheriff. I report to the Department of Justice, and uh, I deal with rural cases. And I can tell you that I can't keep up um, right now with so many kids going online. And uh, we're going to be going into a fall where the kids are going to be younger and younger and younger, and they're going to have more time online ever before. And these technologies are progressing at the speed of light so that uh, just as our documentary in our book, uh, The World Without Borders, literally, our kids will be having thousands of people that can reach them and and uh, th- that they can talk to thousands of people and thousands of people can reach them. And the problem is nobody's doing much to get these kids ready. Parents are naive. They uh, are busy, and they have a veil of denial. They care, but they don't know what to do. This is the first generation where the kids have more expertise than the, than the parents. And uh, I myself, uh, I, I struggle all the time. I, I was so proud of myself to twitch this week, you know, I'm like, what the heck is a twitch? <laughs> I'm tweeting and twitching now, you know, but I, it's no different than uh, so many other parents that are out there, even though I live in this world. And we are headed into an historic place with our children. And we have to start to get ourselves prepared to understand the world they're living in. Technology is not good or bad. It's an innate object. But what happens is if kids do not understand the world they live in, how the Internet is made and how it works and what pedophilia is, then we are doing a great injustice to our children. I keep saying that if you're going to put a seven-year-old on a cell phone for Pete's sake, put him in the car and drive him down to the strip club first and leave him off for a half hour and see how they hold up. We cannot put them in a world and pretend that the nasty part of that world is not there because they are going to stumble right into it automatically that's what happens when seven-year-olds are put out where people can reach them. And that is what we are doing. By the way, if you're willing to support this work, if there's ever a time in our life that we need financial support, it is right now. And you can do that by going to millionkids.org. So let's talk about the fantasy in gaming. You see, fantasy is future-oriented, It's about what you want and what you can have. Fantasy in gaming is a world without consequences. Every kid will tell you, it's okay, mom. I'm not really killing. I'm just killing a lot in a game. But I'm not really killing. Okay, I get it. 
I, I do get it. But you are killing in your mind in a competitive fashion, working with other people to kill other people and other people that you do not know. And so you become loyal to them and you want their acceptance, you want their approval, and you begin that interaction. The problem of it is if you're living all day and getting your approval by your online gaming, then how do you all of a sudden come up with real life protection thinking so that you don't fall prey to the people that you're interacting with? Now, here's the problem with this. You know, back when they could do Minecraft, you could know the people in your game. You could have a closed game room. And it was okay because you these were people you already trusted. And so, yes, you were sharing sex scenes and you were see, seeing the babe in the hot tub. And you were sharing that online. And we had enough of a problem with doing this with people they know. But Fortnite and games like that and apps like TikTok put you in a world where you automatically will not know the people that you're interacting with. And if you don't have adult judgment, you're you're talking about putting a kid who's hormonal who is going to have fantasies. And it is important in my opinion. Now, you can call me a prude if you want to. Uh, I don't really care. But I think it's important that we teach our children about healthy sex and healthy sexual fantasies, that things, there are things that are normal. Fantasy can greatly enhance your life. Healthy fantasy can, can give you visions for all kinds of things that you can do. But one of the things that I have learned about pedophilia and mass murders for what it's worth is that when they got into unhealthy fantasies, they became absolutely addictive and progressive. And they had to do more and more and more. And when you deal with child pornographers, you will find that they started those unhealthy fantasies right during puberty. In fact, there is a line of thinking among some psychologists, especially out of Europe, that you're going to know if you prefer sex with children by the time that you're 15 years old. And your fantasies will have begun. And they will get progressive. Here's the problem with all of this. As we get into gaming, and again, I'm not against gaming. I want you to understand the dynamics here. As we get into gaming and we get into destructive kind of behavior in gaming, many of these games go into a dark world, okay, of sorcery and and uh, wizardry and all of that kind of thing. And they get into sexually dark world. And it is based on, you know, who can win, who can get accepted and like that. And you are sharing that with people you have never met. And many of these kids are doing that as they're going through puberty. It will begin to form their behaviors. I have watched this because one of the things I've noticed uh, as I've studied pedophilia is that in the last four or five years, the pedophile that is violating is getting younger and younger and younger. When I first started charting pedophilia, what I found is it was basically guys that were 45 to 65 years old. Some would get up to 80. Oh, yeah, you'd get a 30-year-old in there. But one of the things that you're starting to see are 
kids who are violating other kids. They're getting into pedophilia while they're still a child. And you're seeing more and more of this kind of thing. I've read quite a few um, uh, professional articles uh, from psychologists that are saying that they are seeing kid-on-kid pedophilia in more numbers than they've ever seen before. Because the kid is living in a world of fantasy and they begin to act it out in real life. We see this in uh, sometimes in online gaming. I've seen several cases of late, um, one in particular, where a 16-year-old boy, think about this, when you, when you play a game with someone uh, now with Discord or some of your new modern equipment, it has live streaming in it. That means that the people on the other end that is talking to your maybe your 15-year-old son can see your 12-year-old daughter in the background. And they will begin to talk to your to the kid, you know, hey, what about her? And I actually had a case where they walked in as the 16-year-old was starting sex with the 12-year-old to try to satisfy the pedophile on the other end who had gotten him to send a naked photo, and he was being blackmailed, and so he was doing this in order to be able to to satisfy that person. Sometimes fantasy leads you into you can be recognized, you can be uh, a advanced. Uh, You will get to be part of the A team. Uh, We are superior out there. Or you can make some money. Or you can exchange it. One of the things that's going on right now is uh, something called freemium, where the game maker is giving out the game free, but they build all uh, uh, obstacles in it. And literally what will happen is they'll put the heat on the kid. You got to get your score up and the kid will say, I can't get around the obstacle. And they go, fine, send me a naked photo. Well, it's just a short hop and a jump to go from, you know, talking about sex between some guy in the chat room and taking a picture of your private part because after all, he's going to give you 50 bucks and it gives you a chance to advertise and brag about your manhood and your life will go downhill immediately. They're unable to visualize the negative consequences that are going on. Right now, they're visualizing the positive consequences. I I show off. I get to be uh, a braggart. And the next thing you know, I get 50 bucks and I get to be one of the boys. What they're unable to see is they're about to go into a really negative tailspin where their life becomes crazy. The way we counteract this is we educate our kids. We talk about it. If we're going to put them in this world, we cannot pretend the world does not have a downside, a negative side. Help them understand what their world is going to be like if they send that naked photo. That is exactly what we plan to do with our documentary, and that is a lot of the work of Million Kids. If you're willing to support our work, I'd appreciate it. Please go to millionkids.org, hit that donate button, or send us a check. We so much appreciate you. We really do. Stay with us. We are up against that break, and we're going to close this out about the future-oriented fantasy and what it means to your child. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. 
all the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Hello, this is Opal Singleton, host of Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Hey, let me tell you about my new book, Societal Shift, A World Without Borders, A Home Without Walls. We are living at the most important time in all of history. In 2020, the entire world will be connected by Internet. That means our kids can access the entire world, but the entire world can access our kids, including pedophiles, predators, cartels, and organized crime. New technologies like like encrypted messaging, vaporware, cryptocurrency, and the dark net means pedophiles all over the world can access, groom, and exploit our kids. Right now, over 9,000 kids a day are being blackmailed because they sent a naked photo. This book is for parents and educators and anyone who cares about kids. Go to www.millionkids.org and order Societal Shift today. It may be the most important thing you ever did to keep your child safe from predators. Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers, will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. This is Opal Singleton, host of Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Did you know that every day in America, more than 9,000 kids are sextorted? That means blackmail with an illicit or naked photo. This does not have to happen. Million Kids has been educating in schools for over eight years now. And it is my dream to make a documentary that we can give to free to every school in America across the nation to educate our kids about how the Internet works and where a naked photo goes when you hit send. But we need matching funding on this. So if you have it in your heart today to support us in this documentary, please go to GoFundMe Million Kids. That is GoFundMe Million Kids and donate today. We can make this world a safer place for your kids and our kids. GoFundMe Million Kids. Thank you for your support. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited. Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. 
Hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. I think one of the most powerful fantasies and the most terrifying fantasies based on internet is that fantasy that you can have it all, not by working, but by twerking. And that's what we are seeing that is really a concern because we have so many kids that are going to be online and younger and younger. I know that eight, nine, ten-year-old kids see other kids out there on uh, apps like TikTok and Like and and uh, Bite is coming up. And what you're seeing is they want to take a shortcut. They believe that if they can do enough, be the most spectacular, be the most bizarre, be the most uh, revealing, and the most talented, that they can get discovered. And so it's a shortcut to making becoming famous or like that. Now, we have created that within our society. And I'm not going to say that some people don't get uh, success that way. They do. A few gamers make a lot of money. A few Twitchers can make some money, okay? And some kids on, on uh, TikTok actually get discovered. But the number is like 1.000001. In the meantime, every one of our kids think this is the route for success. And so this is a challenge as we began to put our kids on there, that we talk to them, that they don't take shortcuts. We really have to begin to analyze what is going on with our children and how they use social media. Sit down with them and have dialogue about it. What is social media? Who, are, who is going to discover you? What are you going to do to separate yourself from others? Is it going to be based on talent? Is it going to be based on skill? Or what about the fact that there will be thousands of people that will begin to come back to you? And then how do you have teach a child the character to stand against them? That child has fantasies. They want to be discovered. They want to know they're better than somebody else. They want to know that they're going to be included. And to the negative end of that, as these kids do get exploited, they won't tell. One of the things that I've come to understand, especially the danger of putting a seven, eight, nine-year-old child on the Internet, is this. Seven, eight, nine-year-old children do not know what adult sex is, and they don't understand pedophilia. But they work with their tender little hearts. You see, we are putting young people out there with real life emotions. And they want to be liked and they want to be accepted and they don't want to be rejected. And what they'll do is do whatever they need to do to please who they see as the person on the other end. You see, it is a fantasy that they are seeing on the other end. Somebody they think that they are really going to like and will like them. And when they get violated, their dreams are shattered and their shame thinking begins. But it's on a tender little heart that's only seven or eight or nine years old. They don't even understand adult sex yet, and yet they are going into adult sexual behavior where they start in a shame-based environment. And this progresses to the fact that we say, honey, why didn't you tell mommy? Yeah, 
Well, I didn't want to get the man in trouble. I wanted the man to like me. That is how a seven or eight or nine-year-old thinks. And this is why I'm saying they do not have adult reasoning. On top of it, what are we doing as a society to teach a child this is an empowering relationship and this one looks exploitative? You know, is this guy doing something for good or are they are they asking all the questions and you're doing all the answering or are they doing all the demanding and you're having to do all the giving because your online fantasy relationship just became very real and it will change who these kids are for the rest of their life. I believe that with all my heart. I think we have to stop and think about the power of fantasy in online relationships and begin to recognize the risks and the benefits and sit down with our children and have realistic points of view. I want you to be a leader. This can be the most powerful thing for you or it can be the most dangerous thing for you. And if I'm going to be responsible for allowing you to be on there, then we are going to have the dialogue so it's powerful and you protect your younger brothers and sisters, you protect yourself against the dangers and you recognize what those dangers are and we have honest conversation about it. We cannot afford to put our child in a world that they don't understand, that is not defined, and not give them the tools to protect themselves. My name is Opal Singleton, and this show is Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. It is brought to you by Million Kids, M-I-L-L-I-O-N, millionkids.org. I will tell you, folks, this is the hardest time this organization's ever had. We are going into the fall without the ability to make live presentations. That's how we support ourselves. We make live presentations. We pass off all the research that we spend hours taking in. And we do that, and we also sell our books. And I would encourage you to go to meandkids.org and buy our books. I'll sign them. I'll send them to you myself. That is how we support our work. If you're a corporation or an individual that has a capacity to support this work, I will tell you that there is few or there are few organizations that you could ever get more mileage from by donating to because we train and we inter- do interception on real cases. We talk to parents, we we help get services for kids and parents that are being exploited and we need your help. We need your support. So we'd ask you to go to Million Kids, M-I-L-L-I-O-N, millionkids.org, and hit that donate button. In the meantime, I'd ask that you'd pray for us. We are uh, facing a mighty battle. We really are. We are going into an area where technology is accelerating. Our kids are online more. Our parents are are having to make a living, and we're all trying to survive COVID. This is the hardest time of our life. Please go to meandkids.org. Well, folks, I hope this has been helpful. Please have a great week. Put your arms around your kids and your spouse. Tell them you love them. Tell them you're proud of them. And tell your friends about the show. We'll see you next Thursday morning, 7 a.m. California time. You folks have a great week.
Thank you for tuning in this week to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Please join your host, Opal Singleton, for another edition next Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll have another important discussion next week.